0: What kind of music you like? Get your facts straight.
1: Do you know Miles Davis? Do you know John Coltrane? Dizzy Gillespie? Jill Ellington.
0: Do you know Billie Holiday?
1: You know the silver emotion podcast it's cool i like it. Welcome to another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will, and this is episode uh, 33, I think. 30-something. 33? Yeah. 33 is correct. And uh, here once again with me is Stephen.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: Welcome. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: All right. So, um... Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about a Hong Kong movie from the 90s. What year was that?
0: Uh, I think it was 93.
1: 93 is correct. Uh, The movie is called The Bride with White Hair, a very famous um, wuxia film from that era, and uh, directed by Ronnie Yu, who came to America and directed Freddy vs. Jason, and one of the Chucky movies that I don't remember. Um, But first... We have uh two. What I wanted to mention: the podcast this past week has reached 1,000 downloads <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> overall. So, a uh, big milestone. Yeah. Get the.
0: <laughs> if that shows up on the mic, yeah, you know? I don't know, but if it doesn't, that's
1: just fine too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Leave it a mystery.
1: Yeah. Um. So hey, look at that. Yeah. Taking over the airwaves. We're coming for you, uh <laughs> Mark Marin and the nerdist. <laughs> um so so there's there's something. Celebrate as you will out in the world. Uh next we did get a feedback from uh Nick, a reader of the site. Nick, he uh sent us a comment and it was rather cryptic. The comment, oh, that I, that I don't have pulled up. But anyway, it had a bunch of question marks. It had a YouTube link, and then a few more question marks. Yeah. When this link was clicked, it was revealed to be a movie made by Nick.
0: And it was actually on YouTube. And it was on
1: YouTube. Uh, and it was called White Knuckles Final Edit, or something to that effect.
0: Uh, maybe Final Cut, Final something.
1: Something like that. Final, yeah, Final.
0: Final Instance.
1: Final something. It makes me think of there's a David Dakota movie called Final Stab. Yeah. <laughs> that was a st- scream clone. So I keep thinking of that for some reason. Um, perhaps because there there's a couple stabbings in this <laughs> this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of uh at first I kinda of thought that was the uh the parallel to uh the commenting uh the movie we, he was commenting on was our uh bloody muscle bodybuilder one. Right? The, this yeah.
1: is true, yes, yes. Um,
0: and that was uh that one had some interesting stabbings going it did. on. It did, I think we talked about those. So at first I kind of thought that's where he was going with the uh, the video there.
1: Do you re- do? You, this is a side question. Do you remember what we talk about on like on the podcast at all? Um, because I swear to God, like as soon as we do it, <laughs> and then it's like it's gone, <laughs> and then I listened back to it because cause I. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like I have to listen back before I upload it. Um, And maybe I'll add a Jackie or two in there. But, um, and then I listen back and it's just like, oh yeah, I remember talking about this.
0: Yeah, that I think that's kind of what, there's like things I remember of it, but if, as I listen to it again, once you've posted it, I'll be like, oh yeah, we talked about that. And didn't we talk about something else? How did we get there? And then it's like some big long tangent that eventually loops back into it. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's how we got from there to there. and
1: and then, because we usually talk before and after too, I always think like, "Oh, didn't we talk about this thing?" Yeah. And then I'm, it's never in then It's like, oh, I guess that was at some time we weren't recording. Yeah, there's
0: there's a <laughs> lot of things where I'm I'm not sure. I there there have been times after the recording I go and I go, D- did we talk about that during the recording?
1: I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's just. Whenever I listen to podcasts, uh, sometimes I will hear people say like, I don't remember what the hell I said on the show, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Did I say this on the podcast? I don't remember. And I used to always think like, how can you not remember you're talking on a the podcast? This is the podcast. You should know what you said on the podcast. I can remember what you said on the podcast. Yeah. And then as soon as I started doing the podcast, it was just like, I don't know what the fuck I said. <laughs> and then so I thought I'd ask you.
0: Yeah, now it's more just like we're just chatting and having a Conversation, so it's right. even less like a podcast. It's more I mean <laughs> perhaps more like a podcast in that there's two of us chatting, but yeah. less so in that it doesn't feel like it while you're doing it, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It... So anyway, that's <laughs> an aside. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh... So we watched we watched the movie. Um White Knuckles. Yes. And guess...
0: uh Yeah, I I kinda <laughs> I was kind of thinking uh, the the roommate guy, I guess the the clean shaven guy. Was okay, that, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm kind of thinking like he's got to be the villain. He's got to be this like just he's got to have just murdered this guy's girlfriend, and now he's just like teasing him along. And and I think. And I did get an interpretation of it that might be specifically because he commented on Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder with this. Is I okay. was kind of thinking that that is what ha- what it was, and that the ghost of the girlfriend is the one doing all the stabbing uh, as yeah, like a yeah. revenge. There you and go. so yeah. he really was like, "Holy crap, what's going on now?" Because he was just like, although oh, why she killed her boyfriend?" I don't know. Maybe just it's it's a ghost. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, you, yeah. You... <laughs>
1: You have successfully tied them together very well, I think.
0: <laughs> hey, um, that's
1: that's uh, just doing my job, I guess. All right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, really, honestly, I don't know what to say, but I will say that that um, I enjoyed the Michelangelo on the wall.
0: <laughs> yes, he was very amusing. I was.
1: I kept thinking that the camera was going to focus on him, and I wanted there to be like some cuts, like reaction shots to Michelangelo's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, That'd like these guys don't know what's going on. Michelangelo doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, maybe. Kiss doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Maybe, maybe the Kill Bill poster. <laughs> too, right, right. Just, they yeah. don't know what's you know, just like you
0: know, maybe. You know, maybe pull out the bloody shirt and then just cut <laughs> to the guy's face of just shock, and then to the other guy's face of shock, and then to Michelangelo. And then Michelangelo, and then, yeah. Just right, go down the line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but um, I was I I've seen a lot of of, of low budget uh, shot on video horror movies over the the course of this silver emulsion thing, and I there there's things about this movie, like like the the use of music the and it's pretty constant throughout like an atmosphere yeah sort of music uh, uh that is if relatively well done i would say in this yeah. this genre of shot on video horror um so a good job on that definitely some of the shots were pretty good, i thought um some of it you know not so much <laughs> but hey, you know it's it's Shot on video? What do you want? Um, It looks like stuff that I used to make when we had a camcorder um, around... Well, I guess it would be earlier than 2005. We had a camcorder and we made a movie when we were in high school. Um, And it always kind of had that like sort of... like Stuff never looked white. It always kind of looked sepia because we weren't lighting things right. And so it kind of reminded me of this movie where everything kind of had that... (laughs) Yeah, the same yeah. color scheme. But yeah, the acting, definitely. <laughs> I thought he was the killer. But, I mean, maybe maybe that was the intention.
0: <laughs> maybe. We, uh... To
1: lead us on to think that. So then when the actual, like, stabbings occurred, it was like, holy shit. But I gotta say, I mean, he watched him, he watched his buddy get stabbed, and then he just stood there while this guy is like, <laughs> lip smacking <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know <laughs> Yeah
0: you'd, you'd think you'd do something You'd there. think
1: you'd run away And maybe that was supposed to be slow motion Maybe It didn't look like it But maybe it was supposed to be This heightened reality of slow motion mm-hmm. um, Because I can't imagine anybody just standing there um, I do want to say that I had a very visceral response <laughs> To the close up of the lip smacking <laughs> Yeah And I like to think that that listeners to the podcast are having the same sort of (laughs) gut, visceral, like, revulsion to (laughs) the (laughs) lip smacking that happens on on my end of the podcast. (laughs) But, yeah, I I didn't like it. Not that I didn't like it, but I just, it was very, like, uh, I couldn't watch it. It really bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like as a at a at a horrific level. So I'm sure that was the intent. So uh good job there. <laughs> for, for sure. Yeah, was... I I usually I don't get creeped out with stuff and that definitely uh it <laughs> got me. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was a very disturbing image there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, and the licking of the knife that very long sh- Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Like it 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 served its purpose. It served it well. So um if anybody wants to uh, take a gander at White Knuckles, um, it's a comment on the uh, episode 32 on the on the show. So check it out if you feel inclined to check out a uh, shot on video horror uh, by uh, Nick. It's
0: about 15-20 minutes long. Yeah, thing, something like that. You know. Make sure you've uh, got that blocked off in your time schedule because you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so uh let's uh move on to Bride with White Hair. Yeah. Bride with White Hair is a Wuxia. I've talked a lot about Wuxia on the the show. But I don't think that you've seen a lot of Wuxia. Um
0: this may have been close to my first. I mean, okay. I you... guess I guess like you said um Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is kind of a Wuxia. It is. It is. And so I've I've seen that. You've seen that? I might have seen one or two of the movies that followed up with it. There was some other ones that came after Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon that were kind of... There was. The, like the Hero or something like that. There was Hero
1: was around that time. Same direct... No, no. God, what am I thinking? Um, hero came out around the same time. And then the director of that made another movie called House of Flying Daggers mm-hmm. that I did not see.
0: I might have seen one of those. Hero has like
1: Jet Li and other people that I don't remember. I I was Hero is a mainland China movie (laughs) Mm. with Hong Kong stars, and my 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 uh. When that movie came out, I was at my height of like I uh, mainland (laughs) 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 movies, so. So, I didn't really like it. So, I need to watch it again. I did watch a fight from it not too long ago, and it wasn't bad. So, Mm. anyway, so you've seen like Hero, Crouching Tiger, maybe.
0: Yeah, I kind of might have just seen Crouching Tiger. Okay. Well, I know know the DVDs were sitting on my dad's collection for a while. Okay. So, I I might have picked up one or two of those and watched them at some point. Okay. So, that's completely forgotten about them. Right.
1: So, that's pretty much. I would say the, the normal American's wusha diet has been uh, yeah, Crouching yeah. Tiger that, and then the, maybe something else. That maybe
0: that one little trial run. and Yeah, so that's about it, I think.
1: So, And I would also say that those, specifically Crouching Tiger, but, but the other ones as well, it, well, I guess at least just Hero, are, I wouldn't call them typical wusha, like in terms of... What I think of as Usher movies, um, they're more artsy. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um,
0: yeah they're they're trying to be all fancy looking with the camera work and stuff. Yeah,
1: which is kind of weird to say in regards to bride with white hair because bride with white white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me try that again. Bride with white hair is kind of in that same realm where it's trying to be artsy and it's not a typical wuxia movie so n- maybe not the best um, entrance but I would say that it is a bridge between hmm. straight up like Hong Kong wuxia and Crutching Tiger Okay. so with that being said <laughs> I let's I'm gonna throw it to you Okay. And see what you um, just visceral response. Like, did you like it? Did um, you not like it?
0: Visceral response. I had a blast all the way through it. Okay. Um, I would say, in retrospect, I think it could have been better yeah. in ways, but I kind of feel I, I kind of hesitate to say that in a way because it's like that makes it seem like I didn't enjoy it or something when uh-huh. it was basically every minute of it i was having fun okay so it's kind of, so i kind of feel bad laying any criticism on it when i clearly enjoyed right. the hell out of it but yeah. there were things that i was like i think this could be even better okay um i think in specific uh the climax battle the final ending where they're fighting the twins yeah i think there was a lot more that could have been done with that in just in using uh the different back and forth of the character. Right. There just seemed like there could have been more matchups going on than it was. Well,
1: and that speaks to the main thing about Bride with White Hair is that it's a wusha, but it's not a wusha that's specifically trying to be an action movie. Mm-hmm. So there's a the, a definite pullback on that kind of stuff that would be in another wusha. Okay. So, like, there's action in this, but it's definitely not, like, the focal point. Right, yeah, I can so, see that.
0: It's, it's more of a romance in some right, ways. Right,
1: right. So Ronnie Yu is, uh, has said in, in interviews that he wasn't so much interested in making an action movie as he was making, like, this period fantasy Romeo and Juliet story.
0: Yeah. Um that's that's interesting that you say that cuz I was just thinking Romeo and Juliet the whole way through like okay. just like just the way they just they see each other and it's just like bam we're going for it like right. we're we're in love and nothing's going to come between that and it's just like right. without any grounding or foundation it's uh-huh. just pure love at first sight from both of them it seems yeah. and just kind of like okay and that's that's fine. I don't see that as a flaw to a story about that being about that. But. No,
1: it it it. I think like it makes sense in terms of uh, its place in the movie. Like it it doesn't feel out of place, I don't think.
0: No, it, it didn't. It, it felt like I think that's just the story it was telling. Right. was OK. The story of of just love at first sight. So it kind of made sense to me in that regard. And
1: but they can't. Uh, they can't just be together because they are at uh, opposite ends of this battle between uh, the Wu-Tang clan, I guess. <laughs> I guess I have to say Wu-Tang clan. Um, they are at the opposite end of the Wu-Tang and the, fuck, I don't remember, um, uh, yeah, I don't the either. cult. I think they called yeah, them the, some kind of I cult. I think that's
0: usually what the subtitle yeah that was just the cult whatever cult yeah of uh weird madness right
1: and i don't I, yeah i don't remember but anyway they can't be together because they they are tasked with killing one another um yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, th- that's basically what it is yeah and
1: that's basically it so
0: <sighs> i'll i'll say that as as much as it kind of I was thinking Romeo and Juliet. It was also, and now you're explaining it just so bluntly, it very much sounds like that. Yeah. But in the movie, it wasn't clear exactly from the start that they were, like, opponents.
1: No, that does, like, develop over time. Yeah, it's kind
0: of like you don't realize right at the start that she's a part of this cult that's uh, going to fight his clan. It's not like, like, in Romeo and Juliet, it's, like, right off... Montague's and Gaulets are killing each other. right with them, right. And you just you know right off that it's a uh, opposed love, but yes. In this one, it's just like she's just some wolf girl. and it's like only later <laughs> that you kind of realize that she's a part of this cult that they're trying to stamp out.
1: Yeah. Well, they do show that that scene when they were kids where like she wasn't a part of it and he sees her as a kid.
0: right. And right.
1: there's kind of that instant even at a kid level attraction yeah and so they they kind of knew each other before they didn't know each other but they just knew of each other before any of this other like um societal issues came in between them
0: right i think that was a nice touch to kind of give it a bit more grounding yeah a bit less of a spontaneous first sight like he already knows who she is right and He's kind of been infatuated with her since childhood. And so it, it kind of, it worked good for that. I thought that part of it was just fine.
1: Yeah. So you're a fan of fantasy. I am. And Wuxia is the Chinese fantasy uh, how did you enjoy the the fantastical elements uh, of brightest white hair? They
0: were very different than what I'm used to seeing, and that's a very good thing yeah. for me. I'm I'm glad to see something that was just out of the norm. Um, strangely, it kind of reminded me of. Uh, Thulsa Dooms cult in Conan. Okay, yeah. Like, with just the dancing, and somehow it just reminded me of that that scene at the end of Conan where they're sneaking into the lair, and there's just a friggin' orgy going on. I'll have to
1: watch that again with this in mind.
0: And I I don't know why. There was nothing, like, specific, except that it just seemed like these wild, revelrous people who were... Yeah, I
1: can feel it. Like, I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah, it's kind of an odd comparison, but it just it just struck me in there i'm just i'm just imagining the conan soundtrack in <laughs> and like just going on I, I don't know why it just just hit me and it was just what i thought of for it but yeah, that makes sense was, though there was definitely a lot of uh interesting things going on with with that fantasy elements and just using them in weird ways i was like oh this is this is really cool i really liked that those elements of it uh-huh. and uh, the twins themselves were amazing. The reveal of them yeah. was really fantastic. So that's what
1: I was going to ask you because like, I don't remember how I felt the first time I saw this because I first saw this when I was a teenager. This was probably the first or one of the first wuxia movies that I saw mm. back when I had no idea what that term was or what it meant or the idea that, that there were separate genres of kung fu to me it was just like hong kong movies and whatever i didn't really understand it so i don't remember my response to that reveal but i do like when i was watching it this time i was just like oh yeah they're connected (laughs)
0: like i
1: didn't even like right like i didn't remember it until i watched the movie but as soon as i saw it i was like oh yeah (laughs) so like as a new viewer you didn't necessarily get get it right away. You had no, to take no, it until later.
0: It, it it had to be the 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 actual reveal when they, yeah like, they're, okay they're in the bed and they take off the blanket yeah. and it's just like oh holy crap and that was kind of that I was kind of delighted by that to see that I was just like oh man that's that's interesting that's uh-huh. new I've not I don't know where this is going this is interesting, and it kind of explained uh the whole weird scene where they're dancing around the wolf girl and it, yeah. And that scene is so just bizarre and trippy. And one thing I and I'm not I'm not sure if I'm remembering this part quite right. And it's kind of it was a moment kind of like uh, the photo in Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder. Okay, like, this, like is there for a flash, where there's this uh, dancer in that cult, and he's it's a dude. It's clearly a dude just stripped down to, like, his underwear. Okay. he's wearing some, like, mask or something, and he's dancing around. And I'm not quite sure how this transition happened, but at some point, suddenly, he was a woman with boobs flying around. Okay. And and I was just like, what in the goddamn hell did I just see? And I'm just like... And that fueled into my uncertainty with the twins. Okay. And for a while, I was not really sure if they were even two separate characters or if it was just one person who was... Like sex changing on the fly. Okay. Just like now he's a girl. Okay. I don't know what's going on now, <laughs> but it was definitely a really weird uh, situation, and that's kind of what I like about fantasy: is is not really understanding the rules of the situation. Yeah. And just trying to figure it into, out. And yeah. Yeah, figuring all that out and just seeing things that you never would have seen before. So.
1: Right. Well, Wusha. Definitely is unlike any kind of Western fantasy, so uh, buckle <laughs> buckle up.
0: I'm uh. um, I'm ready for it. If this movie's any uh judge, anything to judge by, I'm r I'm ready for it.
1: Yeah, I'm, no, it's it's a great it's a really I mean I've always liked this movie and I forgot just how great it is. It's a good movie. And um like the flying and stuff, like <laughs> There's a, a fair amount of of there,
0: there is a fair amount of that, or and just so make giant leaps to right
1: and and like compared to something like Crouching Tiger, where I don't know how long it's been since you've seen that. Oh, but, probably since it came out. Okay, so I watched. I watched it. I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. Whenever the the Netflix released sequel came out, that was oh, an Lord, abomination. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I mean that sequel. Oh. Wow I mean and it's got good people um, Involved It's uh, starring Michelle Yeoh And Donnie Yen And uh, it's directed by Yun Woo Ping The fucking You know one of Hong Kong's Greatest directors um, And choreographers And it's a fucking Absolute piece of shit <laughs> Wow <laughs> um, But anyway that, but... <laughs> Yeah anyway my point was that in Crouching Tiger, the approach to flying is very graceful and flowing and yeah, like yeah. very almost slow. I don't remember there being a lot of like quick like Superman takeoffs or anything like that.
0: No, I don't think so. I Mostly what I remember from that is something in the trees where yeah. they're both standing on a treetop and right. the trees are bending. Under they, the- there's
1: a fight that they have on the, where they're, on like the bamboo branch and they kind of like are floating around a little bit. But in the majority of wushas, the, it's not so graceful. It's usually like fast and they're just flying around or they're, they're flying and fighting. (laughs) There was a little bit of that in this movie. Um, and so I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but (laughs) I just, uh, I was while I was watching it, I was thinking of you not necessarily having a, a reference point for that and being like, "Ah, oh, I wonder how he likes this like fast flying sort of thing." Like, because it's just a a unique thing that you don't really see in Western movies.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure what I feel about it just yet. I'm kind of um, I think maybe I'll need to see a few more to kind okay. of see how it's done normally and other things uh, as a yeah. spectrum. Because at the moment, and this kind of goes back to what you said about the film earlier of it not precisely being an action film. Right. And I kind of felt that um, the fights in here seemed to be more of uh, bouncing off of each other rather than uh, an actual uh, length of uh, interaction between the characters. Right. They just kind of hit each other and then it's something else going on
1: yeah wuxia is traditionally like the the stories are stories of of martial arts heroes um who have chivalrous chivalrous intents or or are trying to you know do something uh, train themselves to learn a certain technique and then somebody's like trying to steal the technique or something but anyway they're they're these characters that have trained to the point that they have achieved a supernatural level of power. And so the characters in this movie are that, but the people playing them are not martial artists. So there's, it's...
0: Yeah, I think I could kind of see that. Like, it's
1: more about the impression of that Kind right. of like an old movie where, like, old whooshes, they don't have the same level of wire work or uh, choreography. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, like, like edits to sort of make, like, okay, this guy's flying. Or this guy is, uh, like, I just watched one where this dude picks up a giant tree trunk and is, like, throwing it. <laughs> and so, I don't know what my point about that was, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this movie is more about giving you the impression of skill instead of showing you actual skill right. I was within kind of the action.
0: That. And I was kind of thinking in, in things that y- you often talk about, of the martial arts and how you enjoy the choreography of yes. it and such. And I was thinking this is not very choreographed. I mean, it's choreographed. But no, it's not, it's,
1: like- it's not intricate or, or real tight, especially like, I mean, other ninety ninety three movies, um, like the one, I think it's 93, sp- speaking of Yun Woo-Ping, he made a movie with, with uh, Michelle Yeoh and Jet Li in, I believe it was 93, called Tai Chi Master. And that movie, it's off the charts. That shit is amazing.
0: Okay, so um, I, think, I think that may have been my biggest um, misconception going into it, would right. be that there would be more of that uh intricate interplay in yeah. the choreography that No, that's
1: that's definitely something to be disappointed with or whatever in this right. if you didn't know going into it. Um the guy who did the choreography is a martial artist though. Um he's a very famous guy from the Shaw brothers. He, he named Philip Kwok and he was one of the venoms. <laughs> um have you heard of the movie Five Deadly Venoms?
0: Um Name sounds slightly familiar. Like I may have heard the name somewhere, yeah. but I have no connection okay. to put right. to it. So it's
1: it's basically like one of the most popular Shaw Brothers movies in the West, mm. and um, the the guys in that movie um, by Western fans are known as the Venom Mob. <laughs> hmm. I don't know why. That's just somehow somewhere they got that name, and so this guy Philip Kwok is one of them, mm. and he did the action choreography on this movie and but like I said the the other guys are not the the actors are not martial artists right Um, but they are big stars (laughs) (laughs) so the main guy is played by Leslie Chung who is um, who was I should say um, because he died he killed himself Um, I want to say like late 90s or something
0: Hmm.
1: Um, unfortunately he was one of hong kong's biggest stars uh and and bridget lynn is the the bride right and she had been um starring in movies probably started in the late 70s and then mm-hmm. just sort of in uh in this sort of slow burn of a career and then like that that early nineties is like the pinnacle of her career. Oh. And this movie being one of the biggest movies that she was in. Oh. Um, so I, just a little context just for information, right? Yes. The more, um, you know, but um, with the flying, mm-hmm. I wanted to say that in an interview with Sammo hung, he, he explained it as, as, Like, he was trying to explain the idea of wuxia to um, American people in this interview. And he said, okay, in America, you have Superman. Mm -hmm. And he flies, and he does all this amazing stuff, and you go, oh, wow, Superman. (laughs) (laughs) But in China, we're all Superman, (laughs) and that's wuxia. (laughs) And so just that idea of, like, these people can do basically anything that they want, like all kinds of crazy stuff. And so the beauty of the wuxia genre is seeing the creativity of like, what what can this character do? What can that character do? Because each character generally has some kind of specialization or something. right? Whether it's like internal Kung Fu, where they're able to like control their breath and like... <laughs> Blow people away with their breath, or or some kind of crazy like in there's a Shaw Brothers movie called Bastard Swordsman where the guy learns how to shoot silk out of his hands
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> through martial training, oh. stuff like that. So
0: yeah, that that's interesting that you say that because you were saying that um, the flying being very quick. In this, and not as graceful and motion right, emotional, yeah. and the thing I was thinking the closest thing I could think of to it would be watching a Superman show, and I was kind of thinking that, and then you kind of had this Samo hung interview where he specifically calls to that, and yeah, that's kind of interesting because I was thinking, well, kind of just superhero like Superman just taken off like is what it seems like when they kind of jump,
1: yeah, and that's that's how they are like to me, I think I don't think of these as like, Chinese superhero movies, but essentially they are. Mm -hmm. Like, they're martial arts movies, and I don't think of these people as superheroes, but it's probably the closest, like, comparison that you could make to, like, a Western idea of what these people are because we just don't have...
0: Yeah, I I was kind of amazed at how much punishment they took in terms of, in story, like, there's the scene where the their the bride is like got this freaking sword just stabbed through her chest and she she's still just running around <laughs> and doesn't she just like shoot it out of her chest like just a yeah. pow like just shoot it out and just impale someone else on yeah, it just like that's, that's that was that was an amazing scene also because it, I was looking at it and I kinda realized she impaled the other person with the hilt. Yeah, through the <laughs> like, Yeah. <laughs> it was like the handle stabbed this woman what the heck you like?
1: and, th- and that is that is a great example of wusha what i call wusha feats <laughs> things that they can do that are just like oh that's very inventive and amazing and so i love it because it's a very like unhinged imagination like oh it's it's all like from a choreography standpoint like what can we do to make this interesting and they just like go wild
0: yeah yeah and it's very uh, fun this was very fun and exactly as you said just for just the crazy inventiveness going on with it
1: yeah and so then you take that this movie and you, you 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 watch it you enjoy it but then apply that to like a movie that's actually trying to be an action movie right and then it gets like it's you know a next level
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it now this is uh this is the tip of the iceberg i'm i i'm ready to uh, hop in the submarine and yeah. see what's under the water um
1: i also wanted to say that this uh is based on a novel from the 50s from a very famous wuxia writer none of the stuff is in english of course so right you know Learn Chinese. <laughs> um But it was remade. It, w- it was made in the 80s. There was a movie that I haven't seen. Hmm. And then there's another, a very recent movie of just a couple of years ago um, that was remade, Brightest White Hair, called White-Haired Witch of the Lunar Kingdom.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> and I think that's more of a straight-up translation of the novel's title. huh. So I don't know if that's good, but it's CG era, so it's probably not very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got like yeah, a couple of years ago. I was like, that that'll be interesting, but I don't. Know. Maybe I'd rather watch the '80s one. <laughs> right? No,
1: I'm definitely more interested in the '80s one for sure, which is called Wolf Devil Woman, I believe, hmm. if I remember right. Um, but I will say that in terms of Chinese CG and wuxia, I haven't. I haven't tested my theory, <laughs> but I I talked about it on the podcast. I watched this movie called Kung Fu Cyborg. What the hell is it called? Kung Fu Cyborg Metallic Attraction, <laughs> and it applies the ideas of wuxia to like mech <laughs> <laughs> fighting and like all kinds. It's. it's it's so fucking wild and it's CG and but the CG like allowed them so much imagination that I kind of like was like oh I love this <laughs> I don't even care that it's CG and so I I my hope is that <laughs> when I eventually get around to watching CG era wushas with oh, wow. this new found like appreciation and love of like just imagination that, that Chinese movies can have maybe I'll like them.
0: Maybe that'll uh, be a good way to look at them.
1: Yeah. Cuz definitely years previous I just like disregarded them and I don't I you know just haven't watched mm-hmm. them. Um so I don't know. Anyway. That's something to
0: investigate in the yeah, future.
1: To investigate for sure. Um they do seem to be remaking a lot of these movies just like the, the Hollywood movies remaking Mm. movies uh hong kong seems to be remaking a lot of stuff shaw brothers era stuff hmm. and 90s era stuff so it's not just hollywood
0: <laughs> yeah i guess that gives you uh something to compare it to at least
1: yeah and and I don't know that I want to compare this movie to anything. (laughs) But uh, also, that's another thing about this not being an action movie. Ronnie Yu specifically is not really, like, known as an action director. Mm. So, like, it's not like, I don't know. (laughs) It's not like Sammo Hung, who is known as a choreographer, an action star, and an action director, like, making a movie that's not an action movie. Right it's it's a guy that's more known for drama okay. and stuff like that making more of a foray into action
0: yeah i can definitely see that in uh just the all the camera work and just this, the scene yeah and the designs and stuff. how they've how they've or- orchestrated everything it's very uh very much more on the uh, emotional side than on the action side right um I will say there's there are some great just visual moments that are just uh, like in the opening scene where he's fighting off the generals yeah and he uh, kills one of them or something and there's just the blood spraying out yeah. over the snow and the lights going through it and that was just a really great image right there yeah um, I think when the the soldiers just raid the the poor people camp uh, uh-huh. you know, bandit camp whatever it was the the people who stole all the food because they were hungry yes um and then and there's like that moment where just the fog just immediately rolls in and everybody goes oh shit and then there's just like the horses thundering through that there. There was just this great uh scene for them to to just trample into it and i i had a lot of fun with all all the stuff in there there's tons of moments like that yeah
1: before. how'd you like uh bridget lynn Uh, using the whip to like (laughs) dissect people and stuff
0: (laughs) that was that was hilarious oh man like eight pieces exactly oh god yeah (laughs) that was that was brilliant
1: that's great stuff that's another thing about about Chinese movies in general but but also is there's generally a lot of gore (laughs) like not a lot of gore necessarily but just like they they will throw stuff like that in to a otherwise not like yeah horror movie you know
0: yeah that was it was it was surprising just how many uh limb severings were going yeah. on and uh-huh. I, I was not expecting it to, no, yeah uh, there's a lot of that. that degree and it was just like oh crap they're going going all out on this one
1: <laughs> yeah that was one of the things when i started watching the Shaw brothers movies in order i thought Like, well, I know that eventually, you know, there's a lot of stuff like that in the 90s movies or whatever, but I didn't expect it to go all the way back, but literally in the first (laughs) movie... The first color, whoosha, that they made, Temple of the Red Lotus. Like in the first couple of minutes, a dude gets his hand chopped off, and it's like all graphic, (laughs) and all this blood comes out. It's like, okay, that's just a hallmark of the genre, Uh,
0: I guess. Wow, it makes
1: me want to read the books, and it's frustrating that they're not translated because I I really think I would enjoy them. But anyway, I mean, what can you do?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, martial arts being a very visual. Thing, um I don't, I don't know that a lot of the fan crossover would occur to. The
1: yeah, folks. no, I don't know that, and I think that's why like they don't bother translating them because I just.
0: Yeah, and I and mean, I would be very curious to see that too, for just from a curiosity, just to, like what's how yeah, do they do that? How do they approach it in the novels and then get translated into film in right this very uh, martial arts visceral way? And well,
1: I know like. Like, I've read parts of the Water Margin book, and that's not specifically a wuxia, but it's a martial arts tale for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't really, like, go into the battles at all. It's not, like, traditional, like, a novel now that would just, like, explain everything or anything like that. It's more of just, like, a couple of little, oh, they fight here, they fight there, whatever. Um, But I've never read a specific, like, wuxia novel, so I don't know.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Good question I suppose.
1: I know that there are a couple translated. I don't know what what they are yeah, or if they're um if they were ever adapted or whatever, but I know I have a couple on my wish list. (laughs) Like I've found a couple and saved them like, Oh, I got to do that. I got to, you know, get to that one of these days.
0: I'm sure water margin and journey to the West are, but
1: yeah, I have those. Those are sitting over there, but
0: I suspect romance of the three kingdoms, but I don't think any of those are actually whoosh. None of those.
1: No, like journey to the West is a fantasy for sure. <laughs> right, yeah. And they've made Wusha's adapted from it, but I wouldn't call like the the story itself like a Wusha because it's not about like knights who have trained their abilities to this level. It's mm-hmm. it's about like the monkey king who was a god descended from the heavens and right. like and then they like the other guys, they find they pick up Pixie and Sandy. Like I don't remember where they get Pixie from, but but Sandy is like a demon from the fucking sea god or something
0: <laughs> named Sandy.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's the the English name. I don't think he's actually yeah. named Sandy.
0: <laughs> you, you, you never know. I don't think
1: I don't think Pixie is named Pixie either. I think that all comes from the seventies like English show uh, mm-hmm. or the. I think it was a Japanese show that then was broadcast in the UK, hmm. <laughs> dubbed, and it became very popular. Anyway, yeah. it's called Monkey. Um. Anyway, but I'll have to look and see what, what is actually translated.
0: Yeah, I know there might a lot be f- of anime is based off of novels, and it okay. can be pretty tricky to find that the, not a lot of them get translated either. So yeah. There's, there's just kind of this idea i think that there's not going to be a lot of a fan crossover in them or they're not going to be found by the fans or something yeah so i think there's kind of they're in a similar boat there i think
1: Uh, yeah unfortunately it's it's probably i mean they're not going to spend the money to translate it so that yeah four people can read it you know right
0: i mean you're you're talking about an industry of of novel publishing that's already got like way more than it's ever going to publish right that are written in english by english speaking people why are they gonna suddenly spend the money to translate something unless they're pretty confident of it selling well
1: and martial arts as a genre is already like as a film genre very niche like right. to the point that American uh, DVD distributors, like, are not like putting out movies because cause traditionally the martial arts fan has is a bootlegger.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, there's there's that too. And...
1: Because that's because like with Shaw Brothers, there wasn't anything available, so like all these people grew up with bootlegging. <laughs>
0: Right. And so and then just, when
1: they officially came out like people didn't say, "Oh, I have to make right and buy all these movies." So now they right. just don't put them out and it's very sad.
0: Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure how anime got over that cuz anime was very much that way in the 90s where the majority of it was unavailable in yeah. America and if you wanted to watch it you had to bootleg it and there was a lot of bootlegging going on. Yeah. And I guess I don't know if I had to make a guess as to how it stopped it was just that uh, anime is much more about the modern current thing coming out and so okay, yeah, yeah. as new things came out they replaced the older ones and nobody re-released the older ones but there's this new thing that yeah you can either buy legit or track down a bootleg of and Well
1: and there's like website like anime websites for streaming anime yeah, and I don't know kind of how a new thing. Okay
0: that's that's certainly no more than a decade old okay um i think even less than that i think uh it's kind of started as a big thing probably like five years ago or something maybe All maybe right. in that general area
1: because it seems like that would cut down on it a lot like just access easy access yeah, to stuff yeah
0: and that's um the big site for that is i have never figured out its name is crunchyroll um yeah <laughs> why it's named that i will probably never know but it, that's the big one that um
1: well there's there's a sushi crunchy roll with the. Uh,
0: that's probably what it is then but i don't know
1: that it's i mean i don't know why
0: yeah why that as opposed but, to any million other things from but Iran, i would but
1: i mean there's something to be said for a website with a name that's, that's very somewhat yeah like that's distinctive but also somewhat unrelated like like um when i was naming silver emulsion i wanted a thing that was like unique and made sense but like was also like there's not another silver emulsion so it's like it's a thing right and my inspiration was a there's a video game website called giant bomb and it's just called giant bomb and it's like what the hell does that have to do with anything right but it made sense as like well it's kind of a video game thing i guess Mm -hmm. like an idea
0: there are bombs in video right. games.
1: So I guess the Crunchy Roll um, is a, is a type of a sushi roll. So maybe
0: there's some vague the, yeah. tangential yeah, connection right, right. to Japan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah
1: Crunchy Roll, and I know like Funimation has. Yeah, I think their website. Yeah, I
0: think they have a bunch of streaming stuff on their website. Yeah, and and usually they're either like Crunchy Roll is I think either subscription or ads in the videos and but that's how they're paying for it and yeah so it uh it gives them money and uh cuts down on the bootleggers and yeah well that's cool though yeah that's
1: cool i wish somebody would do that for old martial arts movies because like there's companies now that are putting out the new stuff and they a lot of times they come out the same day they come out in china Mm. which is like amazing
0: <laughs> yeah that's and they, they've been doing that with anime too they the they dub it and even sometimes that's so crazy it's yeah it's like yeah it's like holy crap what are you guys doing <laughs> but they're they're getting it broadcast on the same at the same time around the world wow and it's like holy crap the amount of work that must go into that
1: that's it's yeah it's nuts i i uh-huh the one time there's the company is called wellgo that that is the the main proponent of that for hong mm-hmm. kong movies um and the one time that i worked with them like they gave me a screener to something it was a movie and i saw it before it came out in china oh, <laughs> like wow. i saw it and it was and it was so like uh like the copy that they gave me was so janky <laughs> cuz it was just like it was like um it was letterboxed, but it was not anamorphic or anything, so it was mm. all like crunched up in this little thing, little box, like an old thing like this brightest white hair DVD. Yeah. and um, and it was like, like you know when you watch on YouTube, and like the lowest quality is like 240p <laughs> or whatever, right. and it's all like jacked up and pixelated that's what it looked like wow (laughs) it was fucking awful and it's like a visual movie and it goes um like it has imax sequences (laughs) where it busts out of the widescreen and gets big but it was all like pixelated (laughs) it's just awful anyway oh man but that was how they had to work with it because to go like the same day as china like that's all that they that the suit, the Chinese studio would allow out because they didn't want it to be stolen and bootlegged. Right. <laughs> and so I don't know if that's how it is for all the movies, but that's what it is for that one movie that I watched. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, crazy. It that makes enough sense from their point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it made sense. And then I think... I think it, it had been out for a week or something, and then they changed it to like a nice copy. And they're like, oh, we changed it if you want to watch. And I was like, I already reviewed it in <laughs> a while. I'm like, I'm gonna, I just watched it. I'm going to watch it again. But anyway. Uh. So that was that's another thing. My last note that I didn't mention. Another key thing of Wuxia is the density of like characters the amount of characters in a story Mm -hmm. and like the density of the story like it's twisting it's turning it's it's going like in a lot of different directions quickly and like you said with before like you like fantasy where you have to figure it out yeah (laughs) and like it just drops you in yeah to a world that's that's moving already and that's mm-hmm. like that's whoosha, and you gotta figure you gotta like sit down and be ready to take it in because you're not gonna like fully comprehend what's going on um for at least you know at least a little few minutes at the beginning right did you have any sort of
0: um thing like that you know i didn't have any kind of problem with okay. that i just jumped right in and was rolling with it awesome um if anything weirdly enough i felt it was uh unexplained at the end because uh-huh. there's it's kind of like i expected this movie to be the typical frame setup from the beginning because it starts off with him just on this snowy mountain area and they're looking for this flower and yes he and it's kind of like the story of how he got there and it, so so it jumps back to explain that and normally you would kind of have an ending that goes back to him on that snowy mountain and what he does with the flower or right. he finds it or not or whatever. And it just kind of ended and ju- just didn't even address that at all or go back to that.
1: Right. And, and I don't remember cause it's been too long, but there is a sequel. So the sequel might address it, mm. but that is another woosha thing <laughs> is to just pff, abrupt end.
0: And you know i i was thinking about it i'm like does that hurt it does that hurt the story and i kind of decided that there there's really nothing lost there
1: yeah no i don't feel that that there is anything lost by like, not having the the framed ending cuz i didn't remember if it went back to their either and i was thinking like oh how is it going to come back to this because i don't remember anything and then it never did and it was like oh i guess that's in the sequel or maybe (laughs) not i don't remember the sequel at all um but the sequel did come out like six months later it was oh wow so So right on top of it yeah so they i don't know if it was just a continuous shoot but it's a different director so Mm. um anyway
0: yeah but yeah it was kind of I kind of liked it just being open-ended like I can kind of see him like because it never really even concludes his relationship with right no it just kind of ends yeah like she kind of walks off and he's kind of alone like trying to repent for his uh, lack of trust in her and so it's kind of like did he ever meet her again did he, has he just been sitting on this mountain for the past 10 years waiting for this flower as yeah. his one chance of redemption or like will that even work and how long you know how long have they been apart how will that change everything yeah and so it's uh it was kind of interesting to just kind of think about the various possibilities of that and it just doesn't give just a clear-cut answer to that and I kind of don't know that it really needs one but especially if it's got like a sequel that would came out right away then Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I don't I want I'll say I don't remember the sequel being very good.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: <laughs> but I haven't seen it since whenever when I was a teenager when my the bar for me to like a Hong Kong movie was... <laughs> used to be very high. <laughs> okay. And it's like I would watch like *Bride with White Hair* is there's uh, there's an artistic level high enough for for it to get over that thing that oh it doesn't have enough action or good enough action or whatever. Right. Because when I was a kid, it was or a teenager, it was all about like I got to see dope action in every movie, <laughs> and so. Like, even Jackie Chan movies, I would just watch Drunken Master 2 over and over and over instead of watching some of the other ones that had not as good action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, at that bar, Mm -hmm. Brightest White Hair was good enough where I saw it a bunch of times, whereas the sequel, I just remember being like, meh, wasn't that good. (laughs) And so I imagine, because there's been many movies that I've thought that for twenty years, and then I watch them, and I was like, "What the fuck?
0: This
1: is great!" <laughs> so it may be,
0: maybe one of those. It may be
1: very good, but less so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway,
0: but I'm I'm very curious to check it out someday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, got it right there. So <laughs> someday it might not be far. All
1: right. It might be very soon. Who knows? <laughs> uh, anything else about Bride with White Hair?
0: Um, How long have we been going? I think that kind of covers it, in terms of my thoughts oh, on it. Shit, that's an hour already.
1: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was like exactly an hour. Yeah, ago. look at that. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right.
1: So yeah, no, no, that's about it. It's a that's, very that's good about movie. It. Yeah. Um, if you have a chance to see it, uh, see it. <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the few. Um, early hong kong movies to get a us release um in the late 90s uh, when they were when people started coming over to america and stuff it it, it had a release over here what? so it does have a, a an american dvd release and a vhs release wow. and i have seen it in uh, thrift stores multiple times wow both up here and where uh, i used to live in california so it is available out there.
0: <laughs> Someone can track it down. Yeah,
1: so it's a little bit more available than some of the other stuff that I sometimes talk about. Um, so check it out. The sequel also got a release too, so.
0: All right. Complete story.
1: Yeah, uh, anything else?
0: I don't know. Um, cowabunga. <laughs> 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 Shout out to my
1: friend Michelangelo there. Alright, cowbunga and uh adios. Sayonara, baby.